And hello again, this is the Allegedly Podcast. My name is Joe, and with me as always is Alex. Woo! There it is. <laughs> and today we ha- today is Halloween. This is when we are recording it. Unfortunately, everyone else will be in the future of November, or whenever they find this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How is the apocalypse, people of the future? Yeah. Is it every is it everything we wanted? Do people still smile? <laughs> do we just do we just live in bubbles? Is that <laughs> how that works now? Has the hand sanitizer corporation risen up to take over mankind? Uh I believe Amazon owns it, yeah. Oh yeah. That that it's like split between Amazon and Walmart. Amazon have an edge on that one though. It's yeah, their factory's on the moon. Ooh. <laughs> There's no government on the moon. <laughs> This might be the last Halloween we experience, Joe, so. Who knows? <laughs> but being Halloween, we have one more special episode of our spooktacular October. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, how the roles have reversed. <laughs> it's not so easy, is it? <laughs> I get you. And to start off, I have this... M- the spookiest thing ever. I have a confession, Alec. What is it? I promised you three spooky stories. You did. But alas, Remember, I, I only have one spooky story today. One spooky? But one it's mega- a very long spooky story. Mega spook? One mega spook. That oh. sounds bad. Yeah. That, we'll edit that out. Let's try this again. <laughs> one mega story? <laughs> <laughs> yes. One super spooky story. Super spooky? All right, I'm ready to be spooked. I mean, scared. And because there's only one story, I didn't want to cheat you on points. So I've created a new pointing system for this one. Oh, shit, okay. Right off the bat, I'm going to tell you that this story is true. So I win? Did I win? Almost, almost. God damn it, okay. But for three points, I'll give you three points if you can tell me who wrote this. Shit. So, I okay. also have here, so for three points, for the whole bananas, if you can tell me who wrote the story, I'll give oh. you three. Oh my god. They could but be But if anybody. you don't get that, it might, there might be some giveaways, might not. But just <laughs> in case, I wrote down three things I think you'll say or do during the story, and if you do those, you'll get bonus points. Oh fuck. Okay. All right. All right. So so in a total I could get 6 points in this. You could you could fucking double up and get 6 points. Oh, so I I have to be on my game then. So wait, I have to think about what you think. What if you think I'm stupid and you're like, <laughs> he's so dumb, he'll do this. And I might be like, "Oh my god, it's your perception of how I'll react to spooky stuff." This could turn into a therapy session quick, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like I'm so sorry, Alex. I thought you were way stupid in that. I'm like, what? Or <laughs> what if you're like, oh, I thought you were going to go back and reference like Mary Shelley's Frankenstein or something here. And I'm like, oh, my God, now I'm dumb. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm into this. I'm, I'm good. Right. Okay. Dwight, Dwight, Are you ready wait. for this? So if I so so the random those those reaction points. Are mm-hmm. those sprinkled randomly, and will you tell me when it happens, or are you just are you gonna drop like a joke hint or something? And if I react accordingly at that point, right, 
do I get those points just then? Or could I react and make the joke at a different part, unintentional part? All of this will be revealed at the end <laughs> of the story. You're like, shut the fuck. We're not taking questions. We're just telling Right? You. What is this? The, yeah. like, I make the rule. I'm Dungeon Master. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to, like, poke holes in the rule book. And you're like, shut <laughs> up fucking go on your quest. <laughs> you're like... You can do it every you want. You can try everything you want, buddy. I'll tell you <laughs> if you got it right at the end of this. Ah, all right, dude. I'm, I'm fucking, I'm down. I'm, I'm down. I'm fucking, I want to be scared. All okay? right. Yeah. Let's do it. So, for all the marbles, a true story. This is from the diary of said storyteller. There's a little bit of a preamble, and then our story starts in earnest. Diary. This is... Uh, well, yeah, a diary, memoir, if you will, entries. Oh, Uh-oh. so this is gonna... this is from the narrator who you have to guess. OK, 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 OK. So language and time period and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's a it's a popular person, too. Like, it's, it's not going to be like it's a person you should know. OK, it's not going to be like, you know, from Reddit. Oh, from you don't know judge. John Buchanan, the eight of <laughs> Vermont. Like. No, it's not a random person. <laughs> it's 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 Daryl Johnson, the inventor of the garden hose. How did you not know this? Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> Come on. All right, all right, all right. Sorry, I interrupted. Sorry, let's do this. <laughs> all right. <laughs> For a number of years, much of my life was spent either in the wilderness or on the borders of settled country. If indeed settled is a term that can rightly be applied to the vast scantily peopled regions where cattle ranching is the only regular industry. During this time, I hunted much among the mountains and on the plains, both as a pastime and to procure hides, meat, and robes for use on the ranch. It was my good luck to kill all various kinds of large game that can properly be considered to belong to the temperate North America. In hunting, The finding and killing of game is, after all, but a part of the whole. The free, self-reliant, adventurous life with its rugged and stalwart democracy, the wild surroundings, the grand beauty of the scenery, the chance to study the ways and habits of woodland creatures. All these unite to give to the career of the wilderness hunter its peculiar charm. Peculiar, peculiar charm. (laughs) All right, wait, wait. So, That's in the diary. I, I wasn't stuttering. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <I'm>, yeah. <laughs> Peculiar. Okay, so we got this Davy Crockett motherfucker, right? Like, mm-hmm. fucking, you know, he's out in the wilderness, but he splits his time between... Well, I actually don't even know. Could be a chick, right? It like, could be. I, w- I would assume the way it's described, it's written as, from a male perspective, but we'll keep it gender fluid right now, just in case. So we got a human, Right. Mm-hmm. Lives between the country and the fucking, you know, urban settlements and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Hunts regularly. Northwest. Right. OK. Northwest stuff. I think I know this, but I don't. So I have <laughs> <people's>... <laughs> the chase is among the best of all national pastimes. It cultivates that vigorous manliness for the lack of which in a nation as in an individual the possession of no other qualities can possibly atone. No one but he who has partaken thereof can understand the keen delight of hunting in lonely land. For him, 
is the joy of the horse well-ridden, the rifle well-held. For him the long days of toil and hardship resolutely endured and crowned at the end with triumph. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt here. This is not a hillbilly. Okay, like I think like old school split between, you know, countryside mm-hmm. and city. Like this is way too fucking this guy spent some time in a school. Cause I don't see like 1800s hillbilly being like the horse rail ridden. It's like all <laughs> <laughs> got killed by a bear earlier this year. Ma died of dysentery. He is a well-read man. Yes, this is this is an illustrated, you know, this is painting a picture, a picture of the country. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Not fucking some, some hick that's like the moonshine went bad earlier, so I had to go hunting. <laughs> Went half blind from the tub shine. <laughs> and I could have swore I saw Mothman. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. So smart guy, Northwest, hunts a lot. Fucking mm. poetic. There we go. He, this poetic. Is, this guy's poetic. Could you imagine? Wait, let's take a step back. Sorry, I are keeping around me. Could you imagine fucking writing this in your quote-unquote diary like only you're gonna read this so you're being so poetic right now like think yeah for your for basically your own entertainment yeah could you imagine like you know you do carpentry right joe could you imagine just just like i woke up just before dawn the mist still lay upon the streets <laughs> i gather i uh, little known <laughs> fact i narrate all my mornings like it's a terrence <laughs> malnick movie I awoke to the sun. <laughs> I pondered the meaning of life. And why this tree is so important. As I lifted the shop doors, the rattle <laughs> of the chains reminded me of the chains that bind me to work. <laughs> Memories swirled and twirled around my mind. <laughs> As the coffee surged through my veins, I awoke. The smell smell of sawdust and the caffeine that reaches my brain and my heart woke me (laughs) work a most ponderous feeling. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sorry. Sorry, That's just too fucking great. Like, dude, this guy better be between like 1950. If this motherfucker lives like 1995. I'm going to be so upset because I'm like, why didn't I learn like journal entry 101 in like high school? I can narrate my life, you know, through, through I the recently eyes of watched the poet. Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> the smell of the popcorn reminded me of yonder here. <laughs> the wilderness of my multiplex movie theater. As I brown, browsed through Amazon, the digital delights that danced across my... <laughs> <laughs> I pondered whether one ninety nine was an appropriate price to rent a movie. <laughs> it was five ninety nine to buy it. What's the difference between a couple of dollars? I mean, it is Lou Diamond Phillips' classic Bats. Should I probably own it? I'll probably end up renting it three at least three times. As the button sunk into the controller, the option to buy the movie flickered across the screen, and I began to watch the film. <laughs> I pondered, possibly for the last time, whether I had made the right choice. <laughs> but I knew in my bones I had made 
the righteous choice. <laughs> I may not finish this film in one sitting, but I shall return <laughs> to it at least in the next fortnight. <laughs> All right, we we deviated fast. I'm sorry. That's fucking hilarious. All right. It has been my good luck to kill every kind of game properly belonging to the United States. The one beast which I never had a chance to slay, the wait, wait. jaguar. Mm-hmm. Joe, pause this. Do I get Wait, can I get an extra point if I guess the monster? Maybe. You'll find Bigfoot. out at the end. Bigfoot, Bigfoot, Bigfoot. I'm guessing Bigfoot. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I'm calling this shot. If it's not a Bigfoot, I'll be sad. <laughs> no, I won't be sad, but but I it feels like this guy's gonna have a run in with a Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> this is what it feels like. It feels like I feel like the narration's like the hairy muscular chur of the giant humanoid creature that was in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> the snarl across his snout. <laughs> his hairline. <laughs> The size and stature of this creature reflected that he was neither ape nor man. <laughs> there was an intelligence behind his eyes and in the feathering of his hair. <laughs> okay, I, I'm making that call, so I we'll see here in a second. But 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 I'm yeah okay. Whew. Sorry. <laughs> the one beast which I have never had a chance to slay. The jaguar from the torrid south, sometimes just across the Rio Grande. Nor have I ever hunted the muskox and polar bear in the boreal wastes where they dwell, surrounded by the frozen desolation of the utmost north. There are in different parts of our country chances to try so many various kinds of hunting, with rifle or with horse and hound. It is nearly impossible for one man to have experienced them all. There are many hunts I long hope to take, but never did and never shall. They must be left for men with more time or for those whose homes are nearer to the hunting ground. I have never seen a grizzly roped by riders of the plains, nor a black bear killed with the knife and hounds in the southern cane break. Dude, this guy's sick. Like fucking A. Dude, seriously. Like, is this the are we just gonna describe like slaughtering animals? Is you're gonna end it with and then he killed his horse. <laughs> it, slaughtering animals is a theme of this man's life. Oh, I think I know it. Okay, wait. I haven't. I'm writing it. I'm writing down my first guess on who this is. Okay, I'm not gonna say it yet though. But I wrote it down. Okay. I have a picture. I could put that as the. Yeah, I think I got it. Nice. But we'll see. It'll it'll evolve as we go. <laughs> From its very nature, the life of the hunter is in most places evanescent. And when it has vanished, there can no, be no real substitute in old settled countries. Shooting in a private game preserve is but a dismal parody. The manliest and healthiest features of the sport are lost with the chance and change of conditions. So you see, frontiersmen are not, as a rule, apt to be very superstitious. They lead lives too hard and practical to have too little imagination in things spiritual and supernatural. I have heard but a few ghost stories while living on the frontier, and these were few of a perfectly commonplace and conventional type. But I once listened to a goblin story, which rather impressed me. I was told by a grizzled, weather-beaten old mountain hunter named Bowman, who was born and had passed all his life on the frontier. He must have believed what he had said, for he could hardly repress a shudder at certain points of the tale. 
but he was of German ancestry, and in childhood had doubtless been saturated with all kinds of ghost and goblin lore, so that many fearsome superstitions were latent in his mind. Besides, he knew well the stories told by the Indian medicine men in their winter camps of snow walkers and the specters and formless evil beings that haunt the forest depths and dog and waylay the lonely wanderer who after nightfall passes through the regions where they lurk. It may not be that when overcome by the horror and the fate that befell his friend and when he oppressed by the awful dread of the unknown, he grew to attribute both at the time and still more in remembrance weird and elfin traits to that what was merely some abnormally wicked and cunning wild beast. But whether this was so or not, no man can say. Wait, wait. So is this, are we are we in the <clears throat> ghost story that he's saying right now? Like, is he telling the story he, which his friend told him? He is now about to tell us the story with which a friend had told him. So, so wait, is it goblins? Did I get it wrong? It might not. It might be. Fuck. Well, God, All will be have... revealed. Oh, shit. Yeah, because I was like, I was so certain if this is Bigfoot. And then what if you turn around and you're like, goblins. <laughs> like, they, they fucked with my camp. <laughs> they came in. They filled my boots with sand and sawdust. And it's just like. <laughs> we made a deal to pass through their mountain caves. Yeah. I spoke. What if this story gets so fucking ridiculous? Like. He shows up, it's like, I spoke to the Goblin King. <laughs> I sliced his belly open, like Gandalf before me. <laughs> I noticed the scar to which Foehammer had fell upon him. <laughs> Sorry, just a fault, but fucking Goblin. It might not be Goblin, but God damn it, that'd be so fucking funny. <laughs> the little people who lives in the trees. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Uh, wait, so we about to reveal? Okay, okay. I'm listening. Sorry. Okay. When the event occurred, Bowman was still a young man and was trapping with a partner among the mountain divides, uh, the mountains dividing the forks of the salmon from the head of the Wisdom River. Not having much luck, he and his partner determined to go up into a particularly wild and lonely pass through which ran a small stream said to contain many beaver. The pass had an evil reputation because the year before, a solitary hunter who had wandered into it was there slain, seemingly by a wild beast, the half-eaten remains being afterwards found by some mining prospector who had passed his camp only the night before. The <laughs> so memory of this event... Yeah, yeah. So this dude fucking... So he got gatted down, right? Like, he fucking mm -hmm. goes into a pass, he gets eaten... I would assume mm -hmm. this is commonplace. Like, this guy must have been fucking gored. Like, right? That's like, what it would, sounds like. Yeah, yeah. like, <clears throat> you would think that, like, some... This isn't... Like, these people are not mega geniuses, right? Like, but they know to stay away from bears and shit like that. But accidents happen, right? Some dude gets swiped by a bear, gets his leg torn off or some shit like that. That can't be, like, mega uncommon, right? So uncommon that you find a camp where a guy gets gored and fucking... You're like, it's spooky in here. It's haunted. Some... Some prospectors walk up. He's hounding in these woods. <laughs> yeah. But like, this guy must have been fucked up. So, Hundred, an, enough that mining prospectors went away from possibly panning gold. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Because if they're prospectors, right, typically they're looking for like one fucking metal. 
right? Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, or maybe they're looking at you know any sort of minerals like metals or anything like that, but something they can sell. And so, like, they roll in, they see this guy fucked up, and they're just like, well, we're out of here. You know, fucking riches and fame are not worth this. This guy's, like, entrails must have been hanging from the fucking trees. Like, I, I, I uh, yeah, I, uh, like, nice boat, like, bow, like, the, uh, the bows at Christmas time. That's how yeah. I'm envisioning. Yeah, exactly. Because if you, if you think about these guys, right? They they fucking their life kind of sucks. And so finding gold would mean, you know, not that hard of a work going forward. So they're rolling in with hopes they'll find some shit. And fucking they see this dude like strung up like a Christmas tree, right? Like I bet you anything they come across people that are like shot or dead and they're like, eh, where's the gold? Right? This dude, right. they're like, fuck. <laughs> Let's get the fuck out of here. This place yeah. is haunted. This <laughs> is fucking haunted. <laughs> All right, uh, it's just an observation. Okay, okay, sorry. The memory of this event, however, weighed very little with the two trappers, who were as adventurous and as hardy as others of their kind. They took their two lean mountain ponies to the foot of the pass, where they left them in an open beaver meadow, the rocky timber-clad ground being from thence onwards impractical for horses. They then struck out on foot through the vast gloomy forest, and within about four hours... They reached a little open glade where they concluded to camp as signs of game were plenty. There was still an hour or two of daylight left after building a brush lean-to and throwing down and opening their packs as they started upstream. The country was very dense and hard to travel through, and as there was much down timber, although here and there the somber woodland was broken by small glades of mountain grass. At dusk, they again reached camp. The glade in which it was pitched was uh, was not many yards wide, the tall, close-set pines and firs rising around it like a wall. On one... Whoop, I think I skipped a page here. Oh my God. Did I? Small mountain grass. Yeah, it no, just goes... No, never mind, I didn't. They, they, they threw down their packs, and they opened it up, preparing for the hunt to come. And then, <laughs> and then, then the like goblin the popped page. up. Fuck! <laughs> yeah, you, you flip the page, and it's just like, and then he stabbed the beast in the neck with his knife. Blood spewed him. <laughs> the goblin king had been slain. Um, no i did not not skip it's just the poetry wording fucking was misleading for me (laughs) i was like oh no i numbered this right it's okay yeah no so the i mean it makes sense to the writer right like right fucking so poet all right so i'll start i'll start start. at at dusk they again reached camp the glade in which it was pitched was not many yards wide the tall, close-set pines and firs rising around it like a wall. On one side was a little stream, beyond which rose the steep mountain slopes, covered with an unbroken growth of evergreen forest. They were surprised to find that during their short absence, something, apparently a bear, had visited their camp and had rummaged around among their things, scattering the contents of their packs and in sheer wantonness destroying their lean-to. The footprints of the beasts were quite plain, but at first they paid no particular heed to them, busying themselves with rebuilding the lean-to, laying yeah, out wait. their beds and stores. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. They, they fucking roll in on camp. Some fucking bear just went through their shit, destroyed mm-hmm. their, like, little lean-to. I would assume it's just, like, a fucking tent that's leaned against a tree. Yeah. Pretty right? much. And they fucking are like, well, just rebuild the camp and we'll stay here. Like. These, these are rugged dudes. Up. This shit kind of happens all the time, man. Yeah, but like, I thought these guys were supposed to be like 
hunter trap. Like this bear is like there still. Like they just fucking shrug it off. They're just like could have just the been size appear well, to be grizzly, but uh, we could take them. <laughs> Dude, they're two armed, prepared people. Now that they're back at camp, man, they can just they can just wait it out. If it comes yeah. back, they got it. They're like they're like this fool, this this bear fucked up already. He let us this, know that he was there. This bear does not know who he's fucking with. Yes. Yeah, it's just like fucking Yogi rolled in, looked at all this <laughs> shit in their packs, and he's like, well, I'm out. And some hunters are like, oh, we'll get him again. Hey, boo boo. Oh, God, that's a fucking spear. Oh. <laughs> just, just light him Ooh, up. Oh, hey, Yogi. <laughs> <laughs> and then the poet just like, the bear that we had slain was wearing a hat and a tie. If you want to see your little friend again, you'll drop the fucking bacon bear. <laughs> We need those provisions. We need the <laughs> Leave the whiskey. Take the horses. Leave the bacon. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, these guys are badass, I guess. So, okay. So All got... right. So, they busied themselves with rebuilding the lean-to, laying out their beds and stores and lighting a fire. While Bowman was making ready supper, it being already dark, his companion begin, began to examine the tracks more closely and soon took a brand from the fire to follow them up, where the intruder had walked along a game trail after leaving the camp. When the brand flickered out, he returned and took another, repeating his inspection of the footprints very closely. Coming back to the fire, he stood by it a minute or two, peering out into the darkness, and suddenly remarked, Bowman, that bear has been walking on two legs. <gasps> Bowman laughed at this, but his partner insisted that he was all right. And upon again examining the tracks with a torch, they certainly did seem to be made by two paws or feet. Dude, However, the... <laughs> it was too dark to make sure. Guy's just like, hey, I think this bear's been walking up, right? His buddy's just like, shut the fuck up. You got too much fucking whiskey. <laughs> you fucking drunk. Yeah. <laughs> he won't call. <laughs> Go back and drink more. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you, you non-named partner in the story. <laughs> They call him a Bowman. There's Bowman and another guy. Yeah, he's like, shut up, side character. And right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is like, this is literally walking the same course as like a horror movie. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. dude gets, dude gets a piece of the fire, goes out, it flickers out. He, he repeats the process following the tracks until he realizes the tracks lead back to a tree they've been sitting under the whole time. And there it is. The call was coming from inside the lean-to. <laughs> they got a call from Bigfoot. It was inside the lean-to. <laughs> Holy shit, he's like... <laughs> they also invented the phone. <laughs> Dude. Okay, the way I'm imagining a lean-to is probably like a big stick, right? That they lean up, they dig a trench, lean up into a tree, and fucking throw a tarp over. Boom, you got a lean-to, right? Fucking, what if, like, what if Bigfoot's just got rid of that fucking twig and then fucking threw the tarp over himself and just waited? And he's like, <laughs> I got you now. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, my God. <sighs> okay, sorry, I interrupted. Okay, fucking, okay. this has to be Bigfoot. If it's goblin people, I swear to God. After discussing whether the footprints could possibly be those of a human being and coming to the conclusion that they could not be, the two men rolled up their blankets, 
and went to sleep under the lean-to. At midnight, Bowman was awakened by some noise and sat up in his blankets. As he did so, his nostrils were struck by a strong wild beast odor, and he caught the loom of a great body in the darkness at the mouth of the lean-to. Grasping his rifle, he fired at the vague, threatening shadow, but must have missed, for immediately afterwards, he heard the smashing of the underwood as the thing, whatever it was, rushed off into the impenetrable blackness of the forest and the night. Dude, After this, the it. two... Oh, yeah, fuck yeah, he shot at it. Yeah, he's like, he's like, I, we ain't fucking around. I ain't scared of no Yogi. Yeah. <laughs> he gets back to his cave. Yogi, Yogi, what happened? Goddamn hunters disgrace me. <laughs> Holy shit, boo-boo, they got guns. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, okay. Sorry, sorry. The, the thing was there and fucking bounced. After this, the two men slept but little, sitting up by the rekindled fire, but they heard nothing more. In the morning, they started out to look at the few traps they had set at the previous evening and to put out new ones. By an unspoken agreement, they kept together all day and returned to camp towards evening. On nearing it, they saw, hardly to their astonishment, that the lean-to had been again torn down. <laughs> the visitor of the preceding day had returned <laughs> and in wanton malice had tossed about their camp kit and bedding and destroyed the shanty. This is just fucking <laughs> He keeps coming back and ruining their home. He just kicks He's pissing on their blankets. <laughs> he takes the shit on it. Fucking throws their food around and runs away. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, sorry. We don't know it's a Bigfoot yet. I'm I'm making a lot of assumptions here, but fuck, it's gonna be. I feel it. Oh. The ground was marked up by its tracks, and on leaving the camp, it had gone along the soft earth by the brook where the footprints were as plain as if on snow. And after a careful scrutiny on the trail, it certainly did seem as if, whatever the thing was, it had walked off but on but two legs. The, the men, thoroughly uneasy, gathered a great heap of dead logs and kept a roaring fire throughout the night, one or the other sitting on guard most of the time. About midnight, the thing came down through the forest opposite, across the brook, and stayed there on the hillside for nearly an hour. What? They could hear the... Oh, yeah. It's Dude, just fucking watching so this watching thing them. just plops down on this fucking hillside, and they're just like, you keep your distance, and we'll keep theirs. Like... Mm-hmm. Like, fucking... Why not... Okay, wait. Okay, so let's, let's, let's analyze this real quick. These, these rifles that they have, this feels like an 1800s story. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming... I mean, maybe it's early 1900s. I'm assuming... Their rifles aren't like black powder musket, right? Uh, that's what I'm assuming. Based on how they're describing them, I feel like gold panning and stuff like that, prospectors, I feel like these guys have semi-automatic rifles that they can ratchet in a new round if need be. So, you know, it's not like one shot and then the fucking Bigfoot rushes them, right? So mm. why, why fucking sit on shooting at this thing? <laughs> like fucking just stare at it for an hour could you imagine oh wait could you imagine okay joe and joe you and me are hunting right we're out on a hunting mm -hmm. trip and we know that something's like fucking stalking our camp right so we decide to brave it out we make a huge fire and i'm like sitting down making watch you're like passed the fuck out right we're taking turns watching 
and this mm. fucking Bigfoot is just sitting there, right? You wake up, right, to fucking, or I wake you up or whatever to take watch. And I'm like, hey, you know, I'm going to go lay down and sleep. What, make sure that Bigfoot that's been sitting here watching us fucking for the last hour doesn't make a move. What would your reaction be? Would you would you be like, why the fuck did you not wake me up? <laughs> fucking this Bigfoot's been watching us. Hey, man, maybe the Bigfoot just, you know, he's a little bit of a voyeur and he yeah. just wants he just wants to watch some people sleep. He I mean, was... all he's done is fuck up our house a couple of times. <laughs> like, you know, we're on his territory, man. Yeah, he, he So he's just he's just come down, too. watched us sleep, you know, played some pranks. <laughs> oh, that big. Boy. I mean, you're just going to shoot the guy. It seems rude. I just think it's funny that his buddy was sleeping and fucking he didn't feel a necessary like like sitting there watching a Bigfoot like watch them for the past hour wasn't hey. fucking warrant enough to wake up his buddy and be like, hey, there's a Bigfoot or there's something watching us right here. He's like, nah, he can sleep. Hey, ear protection. OK, you can't just be going around shooting guns willy nilly. Yeah. Got to plug them ears up. Yeah. Go deaf. Yeah, no, it's it's their number one priority, really, is, you know, safety first. What people don't know about frontiersmen, really cautious about tendonitis. <laughs> yeah, you can't be just, like, fucking in a deep sleep and then ratcheting off rounds, like, right? willy-nilly. It's Come also, on. it's fuck, it's fucking midnight. You don't want to wake up the neighbors. Oh, yeah. Dude. I, I, here's a disturbing thing. If you're sitting here watching this thing at a distance, fucking, what if there's, like, other bitches, like, floating around? You're not seeing. Right? Maybe this guy's I, just a distraction. Here, here's you start the, shooting at it, take your eye off the prize. Well, here's the wild part, too, is that, like, I don't know if you've ever been, like, I, I assume you've been, like, deep woods camping, like, mega dark, right? When shit it's is very like, dark. Yeah. yeah when, when shit is, like, mega dark in the woods, when you don't, you, you don't even get the moonlight because of the, the tree cover, fucking, mm -hmm. you have your fire. Once you're past that fucking area of light, it's gone. It's dark. Like, you know what I mean? So this thing must have been decently close if they had a rip, roar, and fire just sitting there mm. fucking scoping them out. It also says it was on the hillside, so maybe it was, maybe it knew enough to stay away from them just, you know, just far enough. I don't like this story. It's creepy. Just sitting there fucking chilling. Like, hey, I'm a He big then boy. asked him for a three. He said, hey, can you get seven of your closest friends? <laughs> you want to make this real creepy? Hey, kind of. Uh, you got any of that Andy's girthy candy, dude? <laughs> I got a hankering. Yeah. I'm wondering if you could help me out. Apparently, according to our fucking, our last podcast, the oldest known candy bar was on that Norwegian expedition thing. And they brought like fucking, remember, they brought like 70 pounds of like cocoa with them. Right. right. Hey, man, maybe our buddy here is just a chocoholic and he's just tossing their packs for that, for that good girthy mm. candy. Yeah, dude. We don't know. We don't know his like, motivations. I just want to swallow it, bro. <laughs> just in one. I bet this guy could, honestly. Dude, one gulp, gone. Done. It's not girthy <laughs> enough. It's not girthy. Do they have a Bigfoot-sized Andy's candy, please? I mean, is there an, is there such a, as in... I know there's a king size, but is there an industrial size? <laughs> is, there a, is there a mythical creature size, please? Uh, that'd, be, that'd be nice. Could you put that in? <laughs> I don't I mean I don't want to put it in the complaint box. I yeah. understand it's weird, but I mean some of us really need something bigger. 
I was gonna buy two, and then I just feel like a glutton, you know. <laughs> yeah, and then they invented the dark chocolate girthy candy, and all was happy. Ninety percent cacao. <laughs> it's very bitter. Oh shit! So this thing's watching him, right? Okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I think I got. It has to be a big Floyd. They could hear the branches crackle as it moved about, and several times it uttered a harsh, grating, long-drawn moan, a particularly sinister sound. Yet it did not venture near the fire. In the morning, the two trap- trappers, after discussing the strange events of the last 36 hours, decided they should they would shoulder their packs and leave the valley that afternoon. They were the more the ready to do this because in spite of seeing a good deal of game, they had caught very little fur. So, I mean, so it was less of, you know, uh, <laughs> of staying alive and more of like, I, I don't. I'm not seeing a lot of money out of this venture. Yeah, this is not a profitable venture right now, let alone there's like a big fucking furry animal watching us while we sleep. Right. So, I mean, if we were getting beaver pelts up here, I'd probably yeah. say fuck that dude. But yeah, dude, if we were getting pelts by the by in mass and whatever, dude. But you what's know, what's a creepy neighbor? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like imagine these conversations. Like, let's be real. We're not catching shit. Okay. And the other guy's like, what are you talking about? We're being fucking watched by something. And he's like, yeah, but I'm more concerned with not catching. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? This is kind of this is kind of horseshit, really. I mean, you know what? I was all stoked to come up here. And then your buddy just had to like I didn't invite him. (laughs) Is that Gary? Did you invite Gary again? Yeah. I'm not into the three people thing, more of the two people thing. So can we I'm keep just, the I'm beaver saying, trapping? I'm saying to, I'm uh, two or four. This whole third wheel thing is not conducive for that. The sweet beaver pelts. Okay, that, so this guy is fucking all hard on for these beaver pelts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on first leaving camp, they had a disagreeable sensation of being followed. In the dense, dense spruce thickets, they occasionally heard a branch snap after they had passed. And now and again, they were they there were slight rustling noises among the small pines to one side of them. At noon, they were back within a couple miles of camp. In the high, bright sunlight, their fears seemed absurd to the two armed men, accustomed as they were through the long years of lonely wandering in the wilderness to face every kind of danger from man, brute, or element. <laughs> there were still three beaver traps to collect from a small little pond in a wide ravine nearby. Bowman volunteered to gather these and bring them in, while his companion went ahead to camp and make ready the packs. On reaching the pond, Bowman found three beaver in the traps, one which had been pulled loose and carried into a beaver house. He took several hours securing and preparing the beaver, which is just an odd sentence to say out loud. Well, yeah, well, wait, so wait, he found beavers, and mm-hmm. one got pulled loose? Apparently, like, drug, I don't know... If someone opened it or if the beaver itself got out of the trap and went back into its its beaver home and the guy had to go pull it out. <laughs> so why even lay the traps if you're going to go chase this bitch down? I, I don't do. He really just wants some fucking pups because he he's then took ch- hours skinning them like he's like, nah, we're cool. No rush here, man. Yeah, we got a Bigfoot at camp, but we'll split up this one. Dude, this is a fucking horror movie. Uh, let's split up this one time right before we leave. I bet you anything he's going to come back and his buddy's just like fucking dead. Well, as he hurried towards camp under the tall trees, the silent and desolation of the forest weighed on him. 
His feet made no sound on the pine needles, and the slanting sun rays sinking through among the straight trunks made a gray twilight in which objects at a distance glimmered indistinctly. There was nothing to break the ghostly stillness which, when there was no breeze, always broods over these somber primeval forests. At last he came to the edge of, a li of the little glade where the camp lay and shouted as he approached it, but got no answer. The campfire had gone out through the thin blue smoke, though the thin blue smoke was still curling upwards. Near it lay the packs, wrapped in a rain. At first Bowman could see nobody, nor did he receive an answer to his call. Stepping forward again, shouted, and as he did, so his eye fell on the body of his friend, stretched beside the trunk of a great fallen spruce. Rushing towards it, the horrified trapper found the body was still warm, but that the neck had been broken while there were, and while there were four great fang marks in the throat. Oh, shit. Shit got real. Dude. Hey, the, uh, the Bigfoot was not fucking happy with just fucking kicking out the lean-to anymore. Went full vampire. Damn. Okay, okay. This guy got fucking wrecked. The footprints of the unknown beast creature printed deep in the soft so soil told the whole story. The unfortunate man, having finished his packing, had sat down on the spruce log with his face to the fire and his back to the dense woods to wait for his companion. While thus waiting, his monstrous assailant, which must have been lurking in the nearby woods, waiting for a chance to catch one of the adventurers unprepared, came silently up from behind, walking with long, noiseless steps, and seemingly still on two legs. <gasps> Evidently unheard, it reached the man and broke his neck by wrenching his head back with its forepaws while it buried its teeth into his throat. Wait a minute. It had not eaten, yeah? Wait, 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 wait. Let's let's pump the brakes real quick. Mm-hmm. The, oh, so, no, this is what he's discerning from the tracks? Yeah. Okay, sorry, I got a little confused. I was like, wait, the other, the Bowman dude got fucking killed? I'm like, who the fuck's telling this story? No, 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 he, he Walker texted Ranger did. <laughs> he looked at the tracks and the whole story came to light. The tracks tell all. And then, like, as he's discerning it, like an eagle cause in the fucking background, like, Gah! plane crashed here. <laughs> Dude. Okay. So he's, he's fucking figuring out mm. his body just got fucking wrecked. It had not eaten the body, but apparently had romped and gambled round in it, uncouth, ferocious glee occasionally rolling over and over it, and ha had then fled back into the soundless depths of the woods. Bowman, utterly unnerved and believing that the creature with which he had to deal, which we had to deal with something either half-human or half-devil, some great goblin beast, abandoned oh. everything but his rifle and struck off at speed down the pass, not halting until he reached the beaver meadows where he hop where the hobbled ponies were still grazing. Mount mounting, he rode onwards through the night until far beyond the reach of pursuit. What? So wait, you're Thus telling me ends our story. Holy shit! So okay, so this dude rolls up, right? Fucking Walker, Texas Rangers figures out fucking this Bigfoot fucked up his friend. And then mm -hmm. fucking found out that one of the steps the Bigfoot took was to roll on top of this thing. 
on top of the guy. Yeah, apparently over like he was like wrestling. Like I met, he says, uh, rolled over and over it occasionally. <laughs> Not like like okay, like he would he he gambled round in it in it yeah. uncouth ferocious glee occasionally rolling over and over it. So could you imagine this Bigfoot's like, yeah, yeah, I got it. Let me let me roll on this bitch. Yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. And then would set it down and maybe do it again a little bit later. Yeah. Fucking. This is a 1900s teabagging. That's what Pretty he did. Pretty much. Yeah. He's like, and got you can kill. apparently he tell did. all of that by the track. <laughs> he obviously teabagged this guy 400 times while I was gone. Headshot. No scope. <laughs> Head bite. <laughs> After the kill, he did a very, he did a varying array of taunting dances and teabagging. Maybe sometimes both at the same time. <laughs> the tracks tell all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It seems that he did the Fortnite floss dance. Then he went straight into the robot. These tracks don't lie. <laughs> he did the Macarena as he walked off. <laughs> he was ahead of his time. <laughs> he then rang up his buddy and told him everything. They lolled loudly. Yeah, the subtle realization that my friend had been slaughtered and his body, his body was left in the woods. <laughs> All right, so so we got a. I I call I'm calling it. He said goblin. Well, I'm saying Bigfoot. I think I was right. Freaky Bigfoot story. Freaking Bigfoot story. <laughs> Would you like to take a guess on who wrote this story? Okay, or who, so, I guess, rather retold this? So, oh, this is a retelling. Oh, that's right. Because, yeah. okay, okay, okay. So we got, this is, I, I forgot. The diary entry of the guy is not the dude who is telling the story. It's, yeah, Bowman is not the person who wrote the diary. But the guy that was telling the dude that wrote the story. Mm-hmm. Okay, so compounding what I've learned and, and basically what you divulged. Mm-hmm. This guy, you said, made a living off killing animals. I so, said it was a big theme in his life. I am going to take a shot and say, can I get a couple of tries? You get one try. <laughs> All right. I, I guess this is kind of a long shot, so I don't know. But I'm mm-hmm. going to guess, is it Thomas Edison? Close-ish. Oh. What is it like? Uh, I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll give you one more. Go for it. Well, Thomas Edison like was a weird fucking dude. He was, and killing uh, animals was a theme in his life. But you'll notice the lack of electricity. Yeah, I know. Like he's like, then I shocked the Bigfoot. <laughs> okay, okay. Let me. Was it big theme? Was it Teddy Roosevelt? Ding ding. Yeah. There you go. Oh. Look at you. Ah, fucking yes. <laughs> Oh. So three three points. I mean, I mean, technically it was a second guess, but I'll give you, I'll still give you the three on that. Well, you give me one point five, fifty percent. I thought, I thought for a little bit it was gonna be Thomas Edison because if it was a theme, he's he's kind of come back. Thomas Edison keeps rearing his head, but only when there's like fucking electrocuting animals in play, you know? Right. Like, <laughs> so it makes sense that like <laughs> after after Bowman told me this story, I electrocuted mm. him to death. <laughs> that's the rest of the journal entry. Yeah. Now this is this is a story from uh Teddy Roosevelt's very own uh memoirs, The Wild- the Wilderness Hunter. Yeah. Yeah, I know that he he had a big 
it was a big part of him. He he was a big game hunter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and it's really fucking. It's like four hundred fucking pages of stories of him being all manly. Wow, really? It's wow. fucking, and it's not his only one. Apparently, this dude wrote a ton of fucking diaries that he then turned <laughs> into memoirs. I mean, that that makes sense though, because he was pretty like I don't know. I think he wrote his a lot of his own speeches too and shit. So makes sense that he fucking journal entries like was his hobby it's like shooting things and writing in his journal that's all he wanted to do and then he's like he spent a lot of time alone in uh wilderness places so i think i guess after a while you just have nothing to do but to do some journals yeah fucking shoot some squirrels and write some pages dude like that's all you got fuck all right crushed it all all right now let's see how many bonus points you get i wrote down three things that i was pretty sure you would either say or do during the story okay the first one i wrote down (laughs) it's about to get real (laughs) (laughs) oh no i didn't say it it didn't i I was like oh that's for sure the second one the second one was to make a goblin noise (laughs) (laughs) wait i did try to circle it up what's a goblin noise I don't know. That's what I was like. I was imagining the second I said goblin, you would go into a voice. I'm just like, <laughs> I, I would just be sitting there. You're like goblins. And I'm like, oh, goblin. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what I thought. <laughs> Drop down from the trees. Oh, goblin. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking goblin. Yeah, yeah, I I just thought that was I uh, thought that was where you were gonna go with that. But you, hey, wait, you did call it out though. I'm not trying to take the points. I'm trying to tout your horn. You knew that I was gonna get fixed on the goblin. Mm-hmm. Hundred percent. You knew that I was gonna say some stupid shit somewhere in there. <laughs> I was like, okay. you can't throw the word goblin around. Yeah, yeah, not in a horror story about an interaction <laughs> like. <laughs> I did you think I was gonna try to loop that into a fucking Hobbit? Fucking. I 100%. I even tried to push you there with a Gandalf reference. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right, and the third and final thing I thought you were going to say during this was, oh, shit, it's Bigfoot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you would get it so quick into the story, though. <laughs> I thought, like, I was like, okay, when the when they say, ooh, two feet, but you guessed it when I was like, and jaguars. <laughs> well, it's like, it's like rugged dude, Pacific Northwest, hunting guy, trapping, you know, hearing a story about his buddy. I'm like, I didn't know one of them was going to get fucking whacked. Right. right? <laughs> but I, I was fairly certain that one of them probably, like, or they would probably come across a fucking bipedal fucking animal somewhere. <laughs> I didn't know for sure. Well, then that's what's interesting, too. In this story, they never really came out and expressly said Bigfoot, right? Like, it's just a humanoid creature. But it's right, interesting. They, yeah, they don't even really describe humanoid. They just say beast on two feet, really. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting, too, because Bigfoot's typically depicted as, a, like, gorilla-esque. So it makes sense that these guys, these guys may never have even seen a gorilla before. Right. And, yeah, so it didn't have any words to describe it. Right, so they they only know what they're trapping in the area, so they knew it wasn't a fucking bear, right? But mm-hmm. so it is interesting because a lot of times Bigfoot's noted to be like, 
you know, huge arms and shit like that. But this thing like bit the dude. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it, it it went it went uh, it went ape shit. <laughs> <laughs> dude, he fucking chomped on that guy, but, and then didn't even eat him. Yeah, just killed him. Like it was out for blood. Yeah, that lean to dude. What if what if they didn't realize that the place that they camped was like legit the thing's home? He's like these motherfuckers, these squatters. Right. Well, also, like, what if they didn't build a lean-to? Like, what, yeah, they never would have noticed. Like, they probably would have died that first night because they wouldn't oh, have seriously? noticed anything was destroyed. Yeah. Well, and that's what's interesting, too, is that fucking... That thing was around, like, the whole fucking time. And then, like, it kicked over their lean-to and threw their packs around and ran away. Like, it was just telling them to go home. So, moral of the story, if that happens, you leave. First interaction. Was, those mining prospectors had it right. They did. Fucking, I guarantee you, though, like, I mean, it is interesting. If you roll up, I mean, that that hunter-trapper, this wouldn't be anything new, especially, and then, like, bears, right? Bears wouldn't kill that way, do they? They don't try to snap a neck. They just try to fucking squash you. Well, and I think if a bear attacks, it's much, like, those, the bear, it would have been much more mangled. Like, shit would have been, like, they root around, you know? Right. So, yeah, fuck, dude. And, like, they heard the thing make, make a some sort of call or scream and they didn't say it sounded like a bear so sounded like a goblin he's like (laughs) 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 just like out in the corner like what's that be a goblin must be bigfoot (laughs) so holy so yes uh check out the wild hunter by teddy roosevelt if you want more there's not really spooky stories it's mostly just more hunting stories uh, but also check out the, if you want more info on creatures like this and more information on this story, there's a great episode of the lore podcast into the wild that dives deeper, more into other Sasquatchy types. Yeah, dude. What a dick. They, like, they were leaving too. And Bigfoot was just right, like, Yeah, they were getting the fuck out. Like they got the message, right? And Bigfoot's mm-hmm. like, not you. Right. Hey. <laughs> Hey, go tell your fucking... um, Could you give a message to your friend? Yeah, what is it? Snap. (laughs) Yeah. Chomp. (laughs) Holy shit. All right, well, hey, I got three. Wait, are you waiting? You got four. You got a bonus point. You guessed who it was, and uh, you got a bonus point. So you got four points today. Uh, I'm exhausted, dude. I did it. There you go. Perfect (laughs) score. Perfect score. Oh, fuck. All right, man. Well, hey, thanks for telling me a spooky story. I fi- it was on like all spooky stories end the same. Yeah. So, so it's like, do I really want to tell three that all end on like, and they were never heard from again, <laughs> or they were all, they? Yeah. Like, like I was like, oh, or I could just tell one, <laughs> like, one longer story, right? And then, dude. I think it was good. That's a good cap on uh, spoopy season. I figured so. Yeah, join us next month for extended Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to keep doing this. This is just the new format now. Yeah, like pumpkins everywhere. <laughs> and that has been the Allegedly Podcast. Thank you for listening. Join us back every Monday. You can find us wherever you find fine podcasting. See you around. See you around. Ra- See you ra- <laughs> All right, you do it. You do it. You do it. I don't want him anymore. Yes, you do. No. <laughs> I'll I'll fucking 
I'll I'll get to see you around from another. See you around. <laughs> there you happy now?